Joining us now is Michael Osterholm, the Regents Dr Professor and Director of the Center for Infectious Disease Research and Policy at the University of Minnesota, also known as SIDRAP. Just in the last several days, people in the North community, people of color, have been receiving letters saying that the temperature a vaccine received was either too cold or too warm. Consult with your doctor. Uh, how does this impact, how serious is this, and will people have to go back and start the regimen of the COVID vaccine all over again, Dr. Osterholm? Well, good morning, first of all. Thank you for having me again, Freddie. It's always good to be with you. It's our pleasure. Um, the importance here of this uh, letter is, is that we monitor very, very closely the temperatures of these vaccines to make sure that they stay fully potent, meaning that they are going to have as much uh, uh, power to uh, develop the immune response in your body uh, as possible. And if the temperature holding time uh, actually gets too high, or uh, in this case too high, then it's a problem in the fact that it could have lost some of its potency. And occasionally, just like everything that happens in supply chain management, whether it's groceries or anything else, sometimes it, it's not handled the way it was supposed to have been, but the system detects that and picks it up, which they did here. And so in that case, um, it doesn't mean that the vaccine you got is going to work, but uh, that this is why it's important to talk to your clinician, your doctor, about do I need to get an additional dose? And in some cases, I think that that will be the case where they will recommend just let's just do this again and make sure that you get the, the full protection of the vaccine. So in the, what, what happens in the case of those who've had the booster, uh, should a second booster be okay with the old, uh, the old concoction? Yeah. Okay. Or do you go with the right. Bible? So this won't be a problem in that the fact that, you know, uh, given which of the shots were the ones that, uh, and, and this has all been very recent. So in this sense, uh, this is more a matter of the most recent booster dose. You just get one more, and, and but that, again, will be left up to the doctor and to the individual seeking the information. This was not a wide, widespread problem at all, but it's one that uh, we just want to follow up on and make sure everybody gets full protection. Is this a uh, comment on the satellite uh, clinics that have been set up to give people boosters, or should we, is this a lesson to go to your doctor? Does this say anything about that? Yeah, well, in this case, your clinician, you can go to the site, actually, too. When it says go to your doctor, all of these sites are run under the authority of a doctor. Mm -hmm. So that, in a sense, that that is what you want to do, is just make sure you check with the clinic where you got the vaccine, and they can give you the appropriate instructions in. Last week, you mentioned seeing spikes in COVID in Europe, hospitalization and deaths yeah. were following. Uh, is that a precursor to what could be happening in the United States this fall and winter? Well, you know, Freddie, you and I have been chronicling this pandemic for a long time. We have. These, we have. Uh, these wonderful discussions here with you. And, you know, as you've heard me say time and time again, I don't know. Um, when In the past, when we've seen increasing cases in Europe, that was, in most instances, a harbinger of things to come here. Uh, we do know we have these new subvariants that are much, much more likely to evade the immune protection, meaning it's not going to work as well from previous vaccine doses, as well as even having been previously infected itself, uh, the immunity that occurs with that. And so we're in really a, what I guess I would say a wait-and-see attitude right now where we hope that what happens here in this country is not a repeat of what we're seeing in Europe, but we don't know that. 
And as you've also heard me say many, many times, hope is not a strategy. Right. <laughs> so that we are going to have to follow this carefully and, and let the public know what's happening. Uh, in, in some cases, they've seen over a 600% increase in hospitalizations in the United Kingdom in England in just the past week. With your work as an epidemiologist, you've seen uh, different diseases all around the world. And I'm just interested, interested in the human psychic. We see that uh, restrictions have been redu- relaxed across the country. People are not wearing masks as much. Uh, there are more people who have been vaccinated. Uh, why, what is it about the human psychic that people see these results, yet they're not taking the vaccine? You know, it's an issue of where I think at this point, People are tired. They think that the pandemic's over. Uh, and in their mind, that's all they need to do is justify that. And, you know, we as a society take risky behaviors all the time, unfortunately. And uh, it's kind of our way of measuring inherently, do I want to do this or not do this? What's the likely hap- what will happen good, what will happen bad? And I think most people with the vaccines have come to the conclusion that they're not necessary, one, because... They've already been vaccinated with enough doses or they've already had infection. And then there's just some that don't believe that the vaccines work, that they may even be dangerous, which, of course, we know is not not the case in terms of for the majority, you know, for people who get vaccinated. But so this is something we've been dealing with long before COVID. You know, the the inability to get people vaccinated, whether it's for measles, whether it's for polio, uh, any number of things. But now people are just tired and moving on. And as I've said before on this show, you know, the uh, population is largely done with COVID. Unfortunately, the virus isn't done with us yet. Can you talk about some of the wild symptoms that uh, we're hearing? I'm wondering if they're, they're, if they're true, like COVID nose, COVID tongue. Think I'm hearing about COVID. Yes. Uh, that's true. That is true. Um, COVID toe and COVID tongue in particular. And what this is, it's an inflammation process where the body's immune system is set up because of the virus. And this falls under those categories we call long COVID, where the inflammation in the tongue, and I know of people personally who have this, who have a very hard time eating, their tongue feels like it's on fire most of the time. Uh, Toes, people who have a very hard time walking because their toes are so swollen, almost like gout. Uh, And again, it's part of this unchecked immune response that once the virus sets this up, it is prolonged in the body. So these are all part of the reasons why I don't want to get COVID uh, or anyone else, not just because I don't want to get sick and potentially be hospitalized, but even for those who are not, the potential for long COVID is very, very real. And we estimate that up to 2 million people in this country right now have long COVID with the symptoms thereof, which includes brain fog, you know, because extreme fatigue, uh, the things like you just talked about, COVID tongue, COVID uh, toes. This, this is a real challenge. So how long does it take for these symptoms to dissipate? Uh, how long is long COVID? Yeah, you know, Freddie, we don't know. That's part of the problem is we've, you know, we've got research ongoing right now. We're trying to find therapies, drugs that may help, you know, alleviate some of the symptoms of long COVID, but we just don't know. And uh, this is one of, I think, of the long tails of COVID that are really going to cost us over time. You know, it's estimated that anywhere from 1% to 2% of the workforce right now is not working at a time when workforces are so tight because they have long COVID. That's a huge issue. So, so we need to do much, much more in the way of helping support those with long COVID. 
uh, finding out why they have it, what can we do about it to reduce the risk. This is a huge issue. We're talking with Dr. Michael Ostrom. Final question this morning. How long, in your opinion, do you think it will take to uh, render COVID to a manageable virus, something that a yearly vaccination or a -a once-in-a-lifetime vaccination will help to keep people safe? Well, you know, I don't think this is going to continue to see these big mountain peaks of cases and then these valleys of cases, you know, into the foreseeable future. But I think that right now we could see these surges again where we continue to see, uh, you know, serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. You know, we've been averaging 420 to 450 deaths a day in this country for weeks and weeks and weeks. That's the number four cause of death in the country. And, uh, you know, it just keeps happening. Now, we're not seeing 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 deaths a day. But, you know, if somebody had said to you and me three years ago, we're going to have a brand new virus that would show up, and just on a routine day, it would be the number four cause of death in this this country, Mm -hmm. you know, it would probably not have been believed. And that's where we're at right now. So even that is a challenge. But how long this is going to last, I don't know. Uh, uh, But again, I don't think we're going to see these big peaks of cases, as I said before, of serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. But this is still taking a heck of a toll on our population. We're only one week into fall, heading toward winter. What would be your final message, especially to our communities of color listening to our show this morning and listening to you, sir? Well, uh, now's the time to get fully vaccinated against COVID. Uh, it will help protect you against serious illness, hospitalizations, and deaths. It's not a perfect vaccine in that it will forever stop it from happening. But right now we know that you can reduce hospitalization, serious illness, and deaths with, with vaccines. Get your flu shot. The flu virus is now just starting to circulate in this area. It's still very, very low levels, but that could change in a matter of weeks. And from the time you get your shot till you have good protection in and of itself is several weeks. So you want to start thinking about getting your flu shot here now by mid to late October. And so I'd get both of those as soon as you possibly can. All right. Doctor, thanks so much for being with us again. Anytime. Good to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me. All right. It's our pleasure. Bye-bye.